Welcome back. You're listening to the Web3 for Good podcast. We're on a mission to uncover the greatest innovators, thinkers, and creators building the next reiteration of our online lives. I'm your host, Camilla Perkis White, marketing futurist who has led some of the world's most iconic and purpose driven brands evolve with emerging technologies. In this episode, I share the mic with Lavinia Osborne, founder of global leading diversity driven education and networking ecosystem, Women in Blockchain Talks. Lavinia's mission is to onboard over 50,000 women from Web2 into blockchain and Web3 by the end of this year, 2023. Spoiler alert, though, she's about to smash that target. Lavinia is constantly jetting around the globe to the world's top conferences on blockchain, so I am honored today to have squeezed her into our little podcast studio here in London today. We actually spend the morning at the blockchain business breakfast that she hosts monthly, which I can highly recommend. I met some pretty heavy hitters in the industry, and I also hit the pastries hard. All right, more importantly, this episode, I asked Lavinia the hard-hitting question and we dive into how can we create a more diverse and inclusive blockchain industry that harnesses the power of different perspectives, intersectionality, and experiences to drive positive change. Radio, on to the show. Welcome, Lavinia. I am honored to be sharing the mic with you today. I'm honored to be here with you today, Camilla. Thank you for inviting me. Lavinia and I have actually had a great morning together. We've been together since 8.30 this morning at the Blockchain Business Breakfast, which she's just hosted. I'm personally about four coffees in, so I'm looking (laughs) forward to this conversation. Today, we're sitting down to talk about the blockchain industry as a whole. And I want to understand how we can create a more diverse and inclusive industry that harnesses the power of different perspectives and experiences so we can drive some positive change. Lavinia is the ideal person for me to put this challenge to. And I want to start back at the beginning. I want to like wind it back. And can you tell me a little bit kind of that personal journey? What was that Mm. trigger point where you thought, right, I'm going to shake up this industry And it is time to let everyone know that we need a more inclusive blockchain world to be walking in. Great question. You know, there's so much there that you've said. And I think the first thing I want to say is that I don't think it's about creating, it's about ensuring. And the reason I say that is because women are 50% of the world. So it shouldn't be about creating a diverse and inclusive space. It's about ensuring that there are mechanisms, there are avenues and pathways to ensure that diversity is at the heart of blockchain. And it should be at the heart of everything, but in particular blockchain, simply because when you look at blockchain, it is a very egalitarian technology. What do I mean by that? Some of the key aspects of blockchain is about transparency, trackability, traceability. It is about removing that intermediary, that gatekeeper. And when you think about gatekeeper and intermediaries, they're generally men or people of power from a certain part of the world who look a certain way, who are dictating who can come in and who cannot. When we look at blockchain, it removes that intermediary. 
it removes that middle person and that gatekeeper. And in doing so, that means it allows a number of people from different diverse backgrounds to come into the space. But in order for diverse people to come into the space, they first need to know about it because we don't know what we don't know. We also need to have a voice and a message that is consistently going out there and saying that you belong and you don't need to ask permission to be in this space. Bring your diversity, bring your perspective, bring all that you are into the space and add value to the space. Because if blockchain is, and I believe it is, the future of money, career, business, social interaction, then it should represent the world that we live in rather than just a marginalized world that looks a certain way. It's just a repeat of what is in the main world, in the real world, so to speak, and also just in the web two virtual world. We want diversity. We thrive on diversity and we definitely, I know I definitely thrive on inclusion, diversity and learning from new people. And of course, the data shows that companies, businesses that have diverse points of view do much better than companies that do not. So it isn't a case of, yeah, we should, it's the right thing to do. It's a thing of that this is how it should be because one, the world is diverse and two, the data shows that it's beneficial to any underlying profit line of a business. So with that in mind, how I got started, first of all, I was in the world of financial well-being and being in that world and doing the work that I did, which was talking to people about their relationship with money and understanding that world and the data that comes with it, the data shows that most women will unfortunately retire in poverty. And that is simply because of the pay wage gap, the fact that they'll take more time off work to have children. So they're not putting as much as into their pension. They have less to put into a pension and also they are more risk averse. Now, interestingly enough, financial well-being or even financial education is something that is still, I don't want to use the word undervalued, but it's still something that needs to be promoted more. So when you're looking at financial well-being, financial education, and of course, financial education underpins financial well-being. And then you're looking at blockchain technology, which is a little bit more complex than financial well-being. At the end of the day, we all know we go to work, we earn money to pay our bills, to invest and all the rest of it. So that is a form of us interacting with our finances. But blockchain, it's a nascent technology. Most of us are not even aware of it, much less interacting with it. And so being in that world of financial well-being, if there is a challenge in getting people to embrace their financial self and the well-being of self, then imagine how complex it is to help people understand this nascent technology and what it has to do with them. So with that being said, when I was in financial well-being, I was looking at past, present and future of money. And if you want to understand or help people to understand what they can do or should do with their money, you need to look at the future of money. And so the future of money was at the time 2016, Bitcoin. And then I started hearing about blockchain and I thought blockchain and Bitcoin were the same thing. And of course they are not. So I started hearing more about blockchain and blockchain for goods and how it can be used to help create more financial equality. And I was like, wow, this sounds interesting to me. And that was the main reason why I delved into the world of blockchain. 
And so I wanted to learn more and I decided that one of the best ways to learn is to learn on a job. And so I applied for a job for a startup, a blockchain. It was all about SSI, so sovereign, a self-sovereign identity, which is a big area of the blockchain space. You know, it's like, how do we retain our data? How do we leverage our own data rather than third parties or giving our power away through our data to third parties who leverage it for their own monetary uses? So I worked for that company. And of course, I was introduced to the world of different level one blockchain platforms, cryptocurrencies, et cetera, et cetera. It basically changed my world, changed my life and changed my idea of technology because we interact with technology all the time. But there's a difference between interacting with it and then creating with it. Right. And I was like, wow, there's so much scope here. And I remember at that company, I did an event because there wasn't that many women. I was one of the first women to be employed at that company. And I created an event and it was called Blockchain, Bitcoin and Babes. And there was a number of women who had a go at me because I used the term babes. They felt that I was giving men permission to use the term babes. And it was like, listen, I'm a woman of color. If I use the N-word, which I do not use the N-word, I think it's a disgusting word. But if I were to use it does not mean I'm giving other people who don't look like me permission to use that word. So the logic behind it didn't make any sense. And what I felt was that these individuals, these women were in a privileged position to be working in blockchain, to be working in tech. And there's lots of people who wanted to understand this space, but they weren't going to do it. And if you use women in blockchain or women in tech, they're never going to come in because it's too dull and it's too kind of, is that for me? I don't belong in that world. So how is it relatable to me? But most women, a lot of women, if you've been like, all right, babes, that was your day, babes. Do you want to go for lunch, babes? It's more endearing. And it made people think, hmm, that's a different title. Because one of the key things that you have to do when you're wanting to bring new people in you need to speak to them where they're at. Don't speak to them where you're at because that's a place of privilege. You need to speak where they're at. And that is a really key element of what diversity and inclusion is about. It's about using a language that speaks to the people that you want to come in rather than speaking to them from a place that you are in. Absolutely. Now we're two women in a room talking blockchain and this isn't what one would call the norm. But I also want to point out that diversity inclusion isn't just gender, but we go beyond this, right? Marginalized groups, ethnicity, socioeconomic backgrounds, and access to education, right? What do you think these kind of main challenges and barriers are for people building this inclusive industry? And when I'm talking about that, like building those teams, building those consumer bases, what are the top key ones that you think are those roadblocks? Well, first of all, I think you make a great point about intersectionality and the different elements of diversity. And one of the areas that Women in Blockchain looks at, and it's important to say that we're women, we're founded, women-led, but we're open to all genders. Because as I'm from the Caribbeans, and as the Caribbeans likes to say, one hand can't clap. You need to work together. But we also look at languages and culture because this is so key in the world of diversity and inclusion, particularly with new tech. It's like most new tech and businesses, what languages is it in? It's in English. So if you don't speak English or you don't understand it, then how do you get to be part of the conversation? So to answer your question, first of all, as a business owner, entrepreneur, we know the data speaks for itself. 
I'm always aware of the data, but I don't allow the data to dictate my story. What do I mean by that? So as a business owner, getting funding is not easy, right? It's very challenging. To create traction with different marginalized groups, again, you need to go to them. You need to go to where they are and speak to where they are at. That is time, resources, money and energy, right? It's not a one person job. It's not a two person's job. It's a group of people's job, so to speak. And when you're doing that in a nascent space like blockchain or any space that's new, to be quite honest, you have to think partnerships. That's the solution to the problem right? Who's already created a space that touches on the marginalized groups that you want to touch on? Are they open to learning about blockchain? Because if you are small and there's not a big group of you, a big team of you, because you don't have the resources to bring the team in or to pay for the marketing, then you have to think on your feet. And I think that's one of the key essence of being an entrepreneur is being resourceful. But it takes time to build relationships. It takes time to build trust. But I believe if your mission is strong enough and your vision, if you're focused on that vision, is clear enough, you'll find the time and you'll find the way to build the relationships, build the trust and create the partnerships so that you can reach those people in mass rather than doing it just one on one, so to speak. We can't ignore, I think, the great point you've just brought up, which is fundamental for any businesses. But I think these new blockchain businesses are forgetting your business mission, your fundamental values at the core need to ensure that you are building from the beginning an inclusive place to work, an inclusive product for consumers. And that is just full stop for any business. Mm. But as we grow so rapidly in Web3 and blockchain, I think some people forget they just want to get their product to market. They just want mm. to raise their VC funding and they're fundamentally forgetting how to build, not just for good, but a business. Yes. When I was researching for this topic, I uncovered one statistic that said the blockchain workforce typically has 10 to 15% of women in it. You know, there's also a lack of racial and ethnic diversity. I've been in plenty of rooms with you, Lavinia, and, you know, to be honest, sometimes you're one of two women of color in a room of 50 Mm. people. That must be an incredibly difficult room to walk into. What needs to happen to address these disparities and create a better environment? So I think it's important to say that for me, walking into a room, it's become very normalized. When I take a moment, you know, you mentioned at the beginning that we were at a blockchain business breakfast, which is something that is an initiative from Women in Blockchain Talks. And I make a huge effort and it's evident from the feedback that I get from the people who attend the event that there is generally 50-50 women, it's men, women, and if there is more, it's generally women and also it's diverse. You will find people of different ethnicity in the room and it's powerful and people see it and it has impact. So when we talk about this, we don't talk about it because we just want it. It really does have an impact. So how do we bring more diversity into the room. Again, it's about the partnerships. It's about education. I touch on the saying again, people don't know what they don't know. And I live in this country, the UK, and I'm proud to be British. And I'm privileged to have been born here, to be educated here. And I embrace all my opportunities. But let's be real. It is the working world and the society is majority white. And the world that I move in 
is the people who are leading and building in it are white. I get that. It is what it is. However, that doesn't mean we shouldn't all make a conscious efforts to ensure that those who do want to come into it and those who should be in it that we're making sure there's a pathway, there's a door open. And that's how we create a more diverse and inclusive space. And I always say that the only person who can really get in your way of building in this space, because again, it's not just about knowing about blockchain or being in blockchain, but it's about building in blockchain, adding your value. You know, we can all use different types of technology, but that technology has already been created. My mission with Women in Blockchain Talks is how can we be part of the building blocks, not just you utilize it, not just be the consumers, but be the creators as well. And so you have to be intentional and you touch on mission. People can talk about the mission and talk about their desire, but you have to put your money where your mouth is. And I don't just mean literal money, but also you're just your various different resources. And I've been blessed. And I, I, and I will say that I put my head above the pulpit. You know, I have been consistent and I just keep on moving irrelevant of the challenges because I know, first of all, I love what I do. And secondly, I know just by showing up, I give belief, I give credibility, I give feasibility and I give vision to people who see me, who look like me, be it a woman, be it a woman of colour, you know, to say, well, she's doing it, then I can do it too. So I think showing up is very important. But also, if you are in a position of power and influence, you've got to be intentional. How can you be intentional to bring in that diversity? Oh, hi there. Now, I won't interrupt you for long. But did you know that Web3 for Good offers masterclasses for your brand, agency, or conference? As a highly sought after keynote speaker and workshop host, I'm proud to be acknowledged as one of the top female speakers in digital marketing. I've been very busy the last few months hosting events at some of the world's most iconic brands, sometimes even popping by for lunch and learn. Don't worry, I bring the pizza. These talks uh, will always be jargon-free. They'll educate everyone from beginner to expert. We focus on what is Web3, what opportunities does it bring, and how can we be purpose-driven to build a Web3 for good? And of course, customized masterclasses can always be built for you. Every session will also include an NFT drop. That's right, we ensure that everybody leaves on chain. If you'd like to know more or work with me, Camilla Perkins-White, then head over to web3forgood.net or you can just email me direct, web3forgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Radio, back to the show. You have built an incredible platform with Women in Blockchain Talks and sort of a huge infrastructure. Can you tell me a little bit about that and our listeners so they can sure. kind of understand what it could be like to be involved? Sure. Thank you. I appreciate your kind words. So we've been going for nearly four years. We started September 2019. And when we started, I wanted to spotlight the few but many, if that makes sense, women in the space who were building and leading because representation matters. And I remember when I started, I said, I want to be the Oprah of blockchain. <laughs> you are. You are the Oprah of blockchain. I'm going to declare it here yeah. and now. Woo-hoo. 
<laughs> you can quote me on that and put that on the website. That is for sure an achievement unlocked. Well, you know what? I might just put that on the website. Lavinia, the Oprah of blockchain. Yeah, like Kathy Hackle says she's like the godmother of the metaverse. Like, right. move over. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I started interviewing these women. And then what happened? These events were in person and then COVID hit. And so I had to go online. Now, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 15 years or so. So using Zoom and pivoting online was easy for me. I started reaching out internationally to women who were also doing the same thing, building and what have you. And then that just opened up my reach and audience. And I just started to build. And honestly, I've done businesses before and I've never had the traction that I've had with women in blockchain talks. So after about a year, decided why well, I needed to do more. So I created a membership, a paid membership initially, and it's still ongoing. Of course, we have a free community so anyone can come in. We wanted that because that helps with inclusion and diversity to remove that cost barrier. And we also have a campaign, 50,000 women into blockchain by 2023. And we created a quiz and we have different avatars. So avatars are like, you take the quiz and then the avatar you could potentially get is newbie Naomi, career pivoting Charlie, diversity Delilah, technophobe Teresa and skeptic Sam. <laughs> and then by doing that, I wanted it to be an easy way, an easy touch point to if this was your first introduction to blockchain, then let this be easy rather than an overwhelming sort of white paper that's this is what blockchain is and all the technicalities that come with it, which can be quite overwhelming and make people feel this space is not for me, right? When this space is for everyone, to be clear. What else do we do? So we've got the Blockchain Business Breakfast. We started global chapters, which is basically local chapters within cities. So we have a global chapter in Berlin, in Barcelona, in Warsaw, in Manchester, because of course the UK is bigger than London. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we are looking to, we're going to be opening in Tel Aviv, in Limassol, Cyprus, in the Balkans and in the USA. So we are growing exponentially. You've got more places in Soho House. Oh, so I love it. <laughs> Big uh, expansion. Well, exactly. Because if you want to create that diversity, then again, you go to where the people are at. I mean, blockchain is everywhere, right? This is yeah. the thing. It's not a physical store. If you have the hardware and the strong enough internet, you're ready to go. You're ready to go, depending on how you want to utilize the technology, because remember it's a technology and then the technology of blockchain has an ecosystem which includes the metaverse, NFTs, and then there's elements to it that are more technical, such as tokenomics and tokenization and building the different blockchains, layer ones, layer twos. And it's just all very interesting, all very exciting. I think and you also make it fun, right? Yes. I remember in the bull market, you were throwing these NFT minting parties. Yeah. They were thriving. And I think community is so important as we all navigate, whether you are a COO or CEO building a business and trying to find your mission, you should find like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. Whether you are young and hungry and trying to find your place in an industry, being around a community and women in blockchain talks provides that for you no matter the gender. And I think you've positioned that in a wonderful offering to, to everyone involved. And I'm sure all of our listeners will really love mm. being part of that community. Let's talk a little bit about any emerging trends you've seen with the promise of diversity and inclusion. Are there any 
businesses like doing it right whether it's like one thing or a mm. lot what have you seen out there boss beauties they are a great brand their nft community and they've done some great works and collaborations with some massive brands such as mattel with barbie and they've done some great work also with the new york stock exchange and so boss beauties is all about promoting women as bosses ultimately damn uh, straight <laughs> yeah exactly so i love what they're doing here in the uk you've got lauren ingram with her women of web three so definitely a different take similar but different from what i'm doing how about any like the big blockchain companies have you seen any real leaders in the space changing things up yet to be quite honest no not really yeah. i think they do none comes to mind to me either which yeah. is why yeah. i was asking yeah gestures are definitely there but sometimes what i found like there was a big credit card brand who put forward this initiative but as I delved more into it and followed up it came to nothing so I was very confused as to why they'd put that out there so I sometimes feel like people want to project that they're doing something for women but in reality it's very convoluted and again the funding resources and support is just not there but really truly no I haven't really seen anything yeah we talked about that a bit on our avatars episode that there was brands coming out with these huge campaigns and when we looked into it couldn't actually find that avatar anywhere yeah. <laughs> or yeah. use it it was just a really expensive ad so you know that is a call out right mm. i hope we're kind of going to sit down here in a year's time and there might be a different answer to that yeah okay let's move in to the next stage of the episode we're going to fix these problems right mm-hmm. we're going to fix it we're going to build a web3 for good full of diversity inclusivity in the blockchain so Lavinia, what steps can individuals and organizations take to foster a more diverse and inclusive blockchain industry? The first thing they can do is just look at the environment, see who's doing what. Who can you work with? Who can you partner with? Who can you support? Because we don't have to do things in silo. If we look at blockchain technology, one of the key aspects of about it, and you touched on it, is community. But community takes collaboration, right? And partnerships and sponsorships are forms of collaboration. So I would say the first thing is if you're looking at blockchain and you are thinking that you would like to utilize it, engage in it to promote more diversity and inclusion, or maybe your Web3 blockchain company, you're thinking, how can I, like some of these level ones, reach out to the community members who are building these platforms, see how you can work with them. There's lots of grants out there, but sometimes these grants are only for technical matters. So if you're not a tenant, and a lot of people like myself, I'm running a community, it's blockchain. So it's promoting blockchain technology, but I'm not tech per se. I'm not creating a technical MVP. But what I am doing is helping to create a space that's safe and secure, and that is supportive for people to come in. You want mass adoption, I hear everybody talking about it. Education, education, education. Now, if you're new to this space and you're in Web2, you might not have heard of Ethereum. You might not have heard of Coinbase. And yet, because Coinbase and Binance and all these ledgers, they have their educational elements to their offering. But if you don't know anything about this space, you're not going to be like, oh, where can I find blockchain education? They're not going to be the first port of call. It's going to be communities like mine, like Lauren's. And I'm talking about Lauren Ingram here, Boss Beauties, where they will find that. So, Think about how you can partner 
with a community, how you can support so that we can get the word out there so that we can bring more diversity and inclusion and belonging into the space. And that will have a positive and a knock-on effect in the space for everyone. So that's one. Two, we have things like International Women's Day. And so I think it's always great to promote women in the space who are doing social impact and doing something positive. And it doesn't even have to be about DEI or social impact, but just women who are leading in the space, you know, support them, showcase them. And in doing so, that can also help people or women in particular or marginalized groups to be able to see that there is leaders of different ilks in the space doing something positive because, like I said, representation matters. I think those are the key things, to be quite honest. I mean, what comes to mind for you? Oh, Camilla? no, you don't get to, you don't get to shout this <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm asking the questions in this room. I want to build on one there, right? Yeah. Okay, about heroing individuals. If you identify as a minority group and you are in a position of power in the blockchain industry, what advice can you give for them to promote themselves to encourage more people from diverse backgrounds to enter? The advice I would give is that if you want to be that voice or if you are not seeing the voice, then become the voice. The first way you need to do that is bigger picture. And what do I mean by that? When you're speaking, a lot of people say to me, Lavinia, you speak so well. Or why do you come across so confident when you're speaking on stage? And I said, because it's not about me. And that goes back to the mission, doesn't it? So if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. And if you can be part of the solution, if you're in a position to be part of the solution, then the key thing is get out of your own way. And what should drive you is that it's not about you, but it's about the people you want to influence and help because you can't say there's not enough diversity in the space. As I touched upon before, the key thing with blockchain is that there's no one here saying you can come in or you can't come in. So the only person limiting you is you. So if you want to see more diversity in the space, then be it. Don't wait for other people, be it. And it doesn't mean it's easy. But again, if your mission is strong and your vision is wide and big, then you can find a way to get out of your own way and be that leader, be that example to those you want to see come into the space as well. I agree. And we don't get to these positions of leadership without having those foundations. I remember over a decade ago, I was in, I guess, like a confidence workshop. And this woman told this story. She was the CFO of a company and she put in her resignation. She mm -hmm. said to this huge financial company she was working for, I want to leave. It's really lonely here. There's no women. It's not my space. And her male boss turned to her and said, we'll make it a space. Make it a space for more women to enter, mm. be the example lead. And mm. that stuck with me. It was so beautiful to hear that again, mm. because it really resonated with me, you know, mm. be the example that you want to see. Mm. And that is infectious, right? Mm. It's a bit like a smile. Exactly. And I really think that would spread. I think another really helpful tool, you know, we've talked about these kind of people of leadership and expanding that out, but what if you're like that smaller mouse in the corner? You're entering the blockchain mm. industry. And I think a lot of people that enter women in blockchain talks also can be novices and kind of coming for that level up. How can we demand more space or the space that we are entitled to? So I would say if you are small, then be the support until you can be the leader. It's like be the intern until you can become the boss. So at Women in Blockchain Talks, we have ways for people to get involved. You can write a blog. That maybe speaks to your power, to your truth and how you want to present that truth or present your ideas. So you don't have to be on the stage. 
You don't have to be a global chapter leader. You don't have to put your whole self out there, so to speak. You could do it through your writing. You could do it through being in the community and just being a support to somebody else. It could be in translating one of our educational assets into a language that you speak that I evidently don't speak. And in doing so, that means there's more people from your culture and your background are able to read about blockchain because remember I said, we don't know what we don't know. And so if something's in English and you don't speak English or you don't read English, then having something in your language, that means that door has been unlocked for you. And if you like what you've read, you can now start doing your own research to see what information is out there in your language. But now you know, right? And that's because someone in the community decided to translate it in that language, which now can be distributed to many people. So that is your way of stepping up, of doing your bit until you're ready to do more. And they say that Rome wasn't built in a day. And also Rome, there's an African saying, it takes a village, right? And it takes a village to create change. It takes a village to create impact. Yes, it may just take one person to start leading, but it takes a village to create that change for good. Welcome to the Good Vibes, 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 Vibes. This is the section of the show where I get to pretend to be a game show host. And I'm going to ask you to give a shout out to some other people or organizations in the industry. So tell me, besides yours, any communities that we could connect with to like gain access to a diverse audience in Web3 or blockchain? Yeah, well, there's WIBA, which is a Women in Blockchain Association. I mean, there's so many communities out there. You can just pick a top two or three. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think BFF is quite a good one as well. And I did mention Boss Beauties. So yeah, I will say those ones. Good. Nice. Any conferences or events that you think are going to be awesome? Web Summit looks good. I love Web Summit. Yeah. Are we going to go? Yes, we're going to oh, go. <laughs> guys, if anyone else is there, hit me up. I'm all yeah. for an Aperol Spritz in that timeout. Food hall in the evening. I love Web Summit. And yeah. I don't know if they're still on sale, but they have incredible women in tech, yeah. which is like 90% of the cost. And you get two for it. Even do a shout out to people. I'm sure there's plenty of spare tickets kicking around. Mm. I know my first Web Summit, someone gifted me a ticket because they had two. So. Yeah. Agreed. Let's yeah. all rendezvous there. Uh, and it's in Lisbon, which is a really nice part of the world. <laughs> heaven. And it's like November. It's just yeah. sunny enough. It's yeah, great. Exactly. Um, the other ones I would say I was at Avalanche. So that's a layer one blockchain. And it was like Coachella, but for crypto, <laughs> it was just fantastic. And so they do it in Barcelona and it was just really great. And then also I hear really good things about consensus. I haven't been there yet. So I would um, say that. Cool. Final one. Besides you, who is just mm. totally awesome, nominate a thought leader in the space that we should all follow. Oh, God, there's so many. Uh, let me think about this. Pick one. <laughs> That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh... Pick two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first one has to be John Vier Lavelle. She is the CEO of AgriLedger and she's been in the space for a long time and she's a really good human to follow and she's very helpful. So I would say her. And then I would say a popular figure, but I think she's really nice and I've always found her very receptive, always responds back in a timely manner, like no big ego. Avery Akinney from Vayner Med Media. Very so cool. yeah, I would say those are definitely people you can and should reach out to. Nice. Two people I don't actually follow yet, so yeah. I'm definitely going to hit yeah. that up. Lavinia, it's been an honour 
to share the mic with you today and a croissant this morning. Tell us, where do we find you online? Shout mm. out to anything you've got upcoming. Give mm. us a lowdown. Sure. So you can find us at www.womeninblockchaintalks.com. So that's our website. On there, you'll find different links and what have you to our campaign, to our community. And we also have a conference coming up in Limassol, Cyprus next year. So Women in Blockchain Summit. So it's going to be focusing on the five C's, which is consumer, crypto, creative, corporate, and career. So if you want to know more, then please hit me up and I will let you know. And of course, we've got our revamped membership. So watch the space for that. And yeah, that's what we're up to. And we've got a lunch and learn as well. <laughs> I'm so thankful that there's so many summits in sunny locations. <laughs> Thank you so much, listeners, for joining in. I wish you all the best building a Web3 for good. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Web3 for Good. As you know, we're on a mission to uncover the greatest innovators, thinkers, and creators building the next reiteration of our online lives. But I cannot do this alone. So wherever you're listening to your podcast today, I'm going to ask you a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, why not leave us a review? Did you know that is like the best thing you can do to support a podcaster? And I'm sure you know, in the world of technology, let alone podcasting, it's heavily male dominated. So as an independent female podcaster, I'm going to need your help so we can all together build a Web3 for good. If you want to learn more about Web3 for good, or me, Camilla Perkis-White, or advertise your business on the podcast, just go to web3forgood.net or you can email us at web3forgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Radio, see you next time.